for the Wrestling Goes Radio, the podcast from the IWC for the IWC. And this is the NXT Takeover the End post-show review. I got Dan Tanner with me, and we are live right now via Facebook. So if you are on Facebook watching us, feel free to comment during the show. Last week I had some technical difficulties, but I'm going to try to get that worked out this week. Hopefully I can. If you're listening to us online, you can check us at wrestlingwithradio.blogspot.com. Also find all of our social media there while you're at it. And while you're at it, get us on iTunes Twitter as well. We greatly appreciate it like there. And we want to thank everybody listening to Max Sports Channel of Power Station FM. Make sure to know this is a globally syndicated show on any radio stations. And we are thankful for their support. I got Dan Hanner, as I said with me, Dan, NXT TakeOver is over now. I want to start off by asking you, did it live up in your expectations? Well, I can say one thing is that I don't expect or have high expectation compared to everyone else who falls in love with NXT. However, tonight's match or the card on the uh, tonight's pay-per-view was pretty good. Um, I can't really say there was anything that was super, super bad. I find it incredible that they had a two-hour show with five matches. No kind of fluff whatsoever in between it. Yet on Monday Night Raw, we fall asleep during a three-hour show. Can you explain the thought behind that? All right. So, yes, it was pretty much back-to-back, you know, matches happening with very little recap. Yeah, I understand the difference between the NXT, you know, format and the WWE or main roster, how Raw does it with the whole series of, you know, um, recaps. But you got to take in the fact that there's a lot of commercials on TV versus the network where you have pretty much free range. So, I mean, it's almost kind of unfair to compare the two, but overall I was a bit impressed. Definitely, I thought it lived up to mine. I mean, you know, just for, like I said, the five matches lasting two hours. And not being, you know, having a minute to roll away. Normally, I like to at least have like a good 10 or 15 minute break. Some point in the show where I'm like, oh, well, this is going to suck enough where I ain't got to watch it. And I just didn't have that tonight. So why don't we go ahead and get into the first match? It was Andre Ken Almas versus the perfect Ken Ty Dillinger. I saw this guy debut uh, myself in Atlanta a couple of days ago. And Dan, my initial impressions were, get ready for this, he looks like the Godfather and Dovori and uh, had a baby. That's what he looks like. Wow, that's an interesting combination. I mean, what is your initial came out? Here's this guy that we heard. Here he is. He has a mask or anything. Oh, yeah, and Manny Pacquiao, too. He's got a little Manny Pacquiao in as well. But, yeah, I don't know why this guy doesn't have a mask. You don't understand why he doesn't have a mask? He wrestled in one in the Indies, like, forever, like 10 or 11 years. And all of a sudden, he's just taking it off. You know what I mean? I don't know if you saw the vignettes or not, but it showed him taking his mask off and looking at his old heritage and, like, the old real footage or what have you. I thought it was really, really stupid. I mean, maybe they WWE figure like, hey, we're trying to do away with the whole mask gimmicks and stuff. We have one too many mass wrestlers as it is already. 
I don't know. That's what I would think. I really think we have too many, but then we have Lucha Dragons, and I, I mean, who else can help me? I mean, you gotta think about the other mask characters that they took the mask off and repackaged. Uh, what's the Puerto Rican wrestlers? And they are, and they're already on Wednesday's duty list. That <laughs> didn't help out much. Well, they'll find a way to uh, get a job at travel agency or something. Yeah. Wow. Alright, so the match itself, uh, like I wasn't impressed on the Saturday one. This one actually really shocked me. You gave it a 2.5. I'm going to give it a 3. I thought that, uh, there, there were no real big botches in this match. Uh, the double knees are what they are. I, I'm thinking you can do a better finish. That's just me. But the double moonsault, that's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that double moonsault or moonsault backflip, however, I was impressed by that. The super kick to the corner where, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Yeah, he was hanging over and Dillinger just super kicked him. That was awesome. I thought he was dead. I did. Yeah. I mean, the, the match at first started off kind of a little fast and high paced and, you know, flying. But I was a bit impressed. I mean, I'm not going to say it was the greatest thing I've seen, but it wasn't bad at all. I can tell you that much. Definitely, definitely. I'm with you on that. I definitely had all my winning. By the way, guys, I was five for five tonight. Not trying to brag, but I got everything right. Uh, so, Dillinger, I got a question for you. This guy has been employed by WWE for a good 10 years now. Do you see him ever getting any kind of push? Because it's obvious that the crowd loves this guy. If you've been in the WWE for 10 years and we really haven't seen you, I highly doubt it. You know who he is, right? He's Stan, the guy that Sean Michael kicked from the face. Oh, really? Yep, he was the guy that Stan, that Sean Michael went on his kicking screen, the, the guy wearing the headset. That was Todd Dillinger back in, like, 2009. Well, he got buried back in 2009, so, yeah, he's not going to get no push. Yeah, pretty much. I get But I like this perfect ending, like I'm telling you. I saw it live, and... Yeah, he even tried to turn a kill on us there live, and it just doesn't work, and the crowd loves it so much, so. However, I do think, I have to say that I think he's a pretty good talent from what I saw, but, yeah, I don't see anything big happening to him in his future. All right, so, I agree with you kind of on there. I hate to admit it, but he's pretty much going to be a glorified driver at this rate. But, the perfect team gimmick, like it a lot. Second match of the night, we had the Revival taking on American Alpha. I kind of, like I said, I nailed them, so I knew the Revival was going to win this. I didn't, didn't really know how. I know, I do know one thing, Dan, and every time these two get together and have a match, I'm entertained. They know how to do tag team wrestling. Did you see this outcome coming, and do you think American Alpha is going to no, actually, I didn't because, I mean, how often do we see that someone is two-time champion in NXT, really? So that was a bit surprised. The match itself had a lot of psych- psychology to it. It was a little long-winded to me, but at the end of it, the Revivals did their thing. I love that tag team. Uh, they're the type of tag team that just should be healed forever. Uh, they have, like, one of the textbook sort of one-on-one package of what psychology you're supposed to be in tag team wrestling. And those guys are just phenomenal. Phenomenal, man, that's a new word. But, uh, yeah, their spots were amazing. I love the finish. 
Austin Austin pushes uh, Gable out of the ring when he knows that he's about to go for his finish, and he's able to leave that into theirs. Uh, psychology is just amazing between the two, and as far as the revival being the two-top champs, I think it works out very well that way because they're going to be able to tell the story that we are the reason the tag team division is so great, which is exactly what I feel they are. Like me and you have said before, it feels like they're a reincarnation of Arn and Tully, and this is exactly the kind of what tag team wrestling needs. I do think American Alpha is going up to the roster by the time the draft happens. What do you think? Absolutely, they should, because right now the main roster tag team is on its uh, way up, and they just need a couple of more new faces, and I think the Revival are the right ones to uh, be called up. Um, also, too, does it, is it me, or does it seem like when you watch the American Alphas, they remind you of Kurt Angle a little bit, or the greatest world greatest tag teams or whatever, with a little hint of the Steiner brothers? Yeah, yeah, I saw somebody else say that in the group tonight, too. Um, their outfits are definitely that... Uh, I, I think nobody works their style, though, except for, you know, it's always when I think that uh, uh, Jordan get that hot tag. I hate to make this comparison, and I know a lot of people watching on Facebook Live are going to be upset with me when I say this. It's very uh, Roman Reigns-esque. You're comparing Jordan to Roman Reigns? That's the hot tag, but the hot tag is very Roman Reigns-esque. Once he gets the hot tag, that's pretty much the end of the match, normally, 90% of the time. True, and this is going to probably be an unpopular opinion. But I think if you were to split those two up, I think Gable would be the main star, or he has the stuff to be a top star, in my opinion, at the two. I, so I wonder how Facebook and them are going to feel about that. I don't, I don't know. Uh, first off, I don't know if you split them up. I think they had a great chemistry. Even if you did. I, I think that Jordan has more of the look than Gable. Gable has more of the ability in the ring, but I, 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 I think Jordan's more of the talent there. So, again, back to the Roman Reigns comparison, the look. Little in-ring ability, but the look. All right, yes, and we have people on Facebook that are agreeing with us, Jacob Diamond says, and I quote, Jason Jordan will be in the top four because he has the look, which is exactly like Roman Reigns. So everybody's agreeing, but everybody is is hates Roman Reigns though. That doesn't mean they're gonna like Jason Jordan. They can just accept the fact that he's gonna be more of a top star. They know what Vince wants. Oh boy. Uh, so on to the match itself. Uh, Alpha going up. Do you think they're gonna be able to go on the Raw or Smack? Like, who do you want to see them feud with when they're on the Raw? Wow, that's a good question. It's going to be pretty tough because you got to have somebody who can keep up with them. Uh, the revival, or you're talking about alphas? Alphas going to go up, I think. I think that's why the revival is in the few times Okay, so if you have the alphas going up, I think I would like to see them face off against the Vaughn villains. The Vaughn villains. That makes yeah. sense. We'll have to see how they uh, pay for you guys get money in the bank, whether they're even going to get the tag out or not. I don't think they are. So they're going to have some open spots available. That could work out pretty well, especially in the introduction team. See if how they've already chopped the American out before. Now this match of the night, folks, get ready. This is something we're all going to be excited about. And it's probably going to get a little controversial here. But me and Dan have a few differences of opinion. 
Shinsuke Nakamura and Austin Aries, they did have the match of the night. We can both agree on that. But Dan did not like the beginning of this match. I thought there were a bunch of quote botches. I'll admit that I had to go back and watch five minutes of it, so I was a little behind on the times. Dan, tell me why this match started, quote, slow to me. Well, it started slow because it was a bit of a struggle for me. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because Austin Aries is a little short and, you know, the physique that Nakamura has and the fact that, you know, you're trying to say, hey, I can go toe-to-toe with Nakamura, but it was a bit of a struggle to me in the early beginnings for Austin Aries. But he did pick it up towards the end. There were a couple of uh, botches that I've seen, especially from some of the top rope botches from uh, Aries. And that to me, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't really like stick out to the point where I say, okay, this match really sucks, though. One of our co hosts, Damian Lawson, mentioned that it was a huge height difference. And I think that's a very valid point when you're talking about botches and quotes. I mean, you got a big difference to work with. Kind of like the end of the nine jacks, also makes some of the Say what? The difference in the size is kind of like it was with the Nia Jackson Oscar match, as Damien from the podcast just mentioned here on Facebook Live. The height difference, I think, had a lot to do with the quote botches that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not going to knock anybody who's, like, you know, small, because obviously we see Daniel Bryan and how great he was or whatever, though. But I don't know, maybe it's the fact that this is all new to Austin Aries. Maybe it's the fact uh, NXT crowd. I don't know. But uh, at the end of the day, it was still a great match. Like you said, probably was the best match of the night. It was an unpopular opinion for many that I was surprised by in the group that felt like that Austin Aries needed this win. But, of course, Nakamura came away with a clean victory. Do you feel like they made the right call? Because I feel like this could lead to a heel turn for Aries in the worst way. We didn't really get that tonight. Like, we can see it kind of coming, but I would have liked it maybe if he would have retaliated on Nakamura after the match and that would have got it going. I, I just would have done things a little bit different there. What do you think? Nakamura should not lose anytime soon, especially to Austin Aries. Austin Aries is going to get his chance where he's going to have a high streak or whatever, but right now I think Nakamura needs a, a little good pace in the whole streak or winning department. I mean, whether he's heel or face or whatever, just give him a few more wins. It's not going to hurt him. And Jacob Diamond just said, take a second and imagine Shinsuke Nakamura and the Paul Heyman guy. Think how would that go? Especially knowing his connection with Brock Lesnar. I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I just doubt it. I don't know. Speaking of managers, by the way, I can't believe we ever looked this for and moved past the revival in uh, American Outlook. So let's backtrack that for one second. The Road Warriors manager, Paul Edward, is back in the WWE, sir. And uh, you said it was the authors of pain. Do you know anything about these guys? Not really, other than they're pretty much big and bad, and they've pretty much been working the house shows down at NXT, though. Uh, I think they wrestle mostly in their their mask or what again another mask wrestlers but i was kind of shocked to see paul ellery back and i think the crowd was saying like who were who was he or whatever they didn't recognize who he was so i was like wow are you sure i, I heard something about paul ellery yeah i mean like lod they were saying lod 
Oh, I didn't think. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. I missed that part. Yeah, leave him in there. So, and that could be the modern day LOD. I hope they don't do war paint or anything. But I was just shocked. Like we haven't seen this guy in God, twenty or thirty years. There he is. He just walks out. I'm I'm afraid that he's going to have these tag teams real hot down in NXT. Then they're going to get called up, and then they're going to say, you know, Paul, uh, yeah, we're going to have to give you the pink slip. (laughs) Right, pretty much. Like, thank you for, you know, setting the path or whatever, making them the LOD 2.0. That's great. LOD 2. You know what? You're absolutely right. But I hope they don't be like the Ascension. Ascension sucks. Let's get real. Everybody hopes they're not like the Ascension. The Ascension doesn't want to be like the Ascension. <laughs> so, um, alright. So, back to the Nakamura, um, awesome Aries match. Like I said, many people were shocked that uh, Aries uh, lost and they felt like Nakamura needed to. Dan, let's go, uh, what was your, go ahead and you're, you're, I'm, you're going to give it a four, right? Four star? Four star for the uh, Nakamura and Aston Yeah. I think I gave it a 3.75. Dan, how do you get things 3.75? A 3.3 and three quarters of a star out of five. Dan is like going ultimate star search on a thing. <laughs> Modern day Ed McMahon for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I'm going to be giving it a four. Um, just because I'm not going to be 3.75. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Many people want to know how you give it a. And I'm not alone with this. How do you get things 3.75? So, yeah, hey, it's, it's my rating system. Dan's rating system. That's all I can say. So. Alright, so we're going to move on. Um, one more quick question. Do you think this feud is going to last a uh, couple of years into it, or will one of them be headed to the main roster, or are they both going to be carrying NXT for a while? Well, obviously, Nakamura needs to be on the main roster. Austin Aries, he's going to probably be down there for at least a few more months. Uh, he needs a new feud, somebody that he can work with and make him look good. Not saying no, no shades or anything like he was bad or anything, but he needs somebody to make him look good. Um, Nakamura shouldn't even be down at NXT. He's too good to be down there, in my opinion. We've talked about that a lot tonight, and there's many people who feel like that he is fine down there because it gives him us a chance to introduce him to the WWE Universe. But I think we all knew from night one in Dallas, whatever that music is, you don't have to introduce anything. He's, he's already known. Oh, man, and shout out to the crowd for singing his music, too, tonight. Jacob had a question. Who do you think Bobby Roode is going to feud with? We saw him come out tonight and right behind the camera. Why not feud with Samoa Joe? Right away? Yeah, why not? I, I just don't like the idea of all these guys coming in and getting a title shot right away. The best thing knows Samoa Joe. I mean, it's not like they're going to win it, but I mean, you know, get their feet wet with a couple of guys and then feud with Samoa Joe. It's, doesn't it look bad if you're first with matches a loss? I mean, is he really going to be up in the main roster anytime soon? Bobby Roode should be. He should be. Actually, he should have been in the WWE many, many years ago, but hey, that's a different story. But why not? Damien says that 
Austin Aries should be the one to take the title off of Nakamura when Nakamura gets it. Will Nakamura get it? I don't think I don't think the NXT title really matters to like you know make him quote unquote look strong or you know do do him any favors by winning it. I mean I think he can really spend a couple of months down at NXT and actually go to the main roster without holding a title at all. Okay. I think that he, I mean it's a possibility, but I definitely think that especially if he's going to be the guy that doesn't lose, he's going to get the title at some point. And he's going to have to lose that title, right? Uh, maybe, or maybe he can just drop it. Or he uh, in the injury angle where I'm hurt. And then he's going to be out for a year like Tommy? No, not a year. He was legitimately hurt. This would be a <laughs> Speaking of which, I heard he's coming back, but I've been hearing that for a while. Him and that Alma guy look like they're identical twins. I'm going to keep making fun of Alma all night long. So... We're going to move on to Nia Jax and Asuka. And this match, I I was really, really shocked and pain in the group here because many, many people said they don't take Asuka seriously as a heel and boxer, and you were one of those, correct? Absolutely. Uh, like I said before, I'm in the group. What, from a giant woman that can pick you up and throw you around and body slam you and sink collection you and I don't want to sound sexist or anything, but she's too hot to be coming off as an aggressive monster. Yeah, she has the quote-unquote size. I mean, she is a big girl. But Phoenix not hot? Who? Beth Phoenix. No. She was not hot? No. Don't tell Edge. Well, like, 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 they just had a baby. I'm like, wow, you really slept with this chick? He's married to her, man. Really? That's even worse. Man, did you not watch his Hall of Fame speech? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't even remember that. Oh, that hurts my head. All right, keep going before we get started. <laughs> uh, okay, so Nia Jax, I mean, she's a gorgeous woman. I, I feel she has potential, but this whole monster is like a person her size, quote-unquote, has to be a monster or brutal or whatever. Now, granted, she did her thing. She gave... Nia, I mean, Asuka, Asuka, excuse me, her uh, some punishment or whatever, but I think Asuka was selling it, like, really well to make her, quote-unquote, look strong. I know. I mean, everybody kept saying that. They were like, oh, Asuka's making her look strong. She had to sell to somebody that side. You're not going to be able to chop the tree down and the tree not fight back. She's huge, so... Yeah, of course, most of the match Oscar had to sell. I'm just glad that it didn't end the way I thought it was, where she was going to catch her a la Frank Mirror or Brock Lesnar and, like, you know, in a hole and choke her out, kind of like Bailey did. Like, this match actually had a finish where Nia screaming in her face, telling her, do it, I finished me. And, you know, it took all Oscar had. So there, with that strong not finish, I really felt like they delivered and told a great story. So do you feel like there should be another rematch or this should be just over and done with? I mean, I, you know, and when we were talking about earlier about how Nakamura looked like he could kill somebody, this will legitimately mean the fourth girl in like seven matches that Asuka has hurt and put out of action. Um, I don't know if this is going to work. Is, <laughs> so, you said, so Asuka is, is pretty much dangerous. I mean, 
Interesting looking non-tech thighs when they mentioned those. <laughs> Her eyes were gone. They were not there. Like, she was. She wanted to get up and do something and she couldn't. And that was the end of it. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't wait to her and Sasha Banks go at it. Uh, Jacob asked, do you think that Bailey is headed to the main roster? She should have been headed to the main roster. I don't know why they keep holding her down. I guess they don't have no one else to face Asuka. And tonight in the Brady Brown Reloaded, she makes a promise that she will be at WrestleMania next year. So, they know what it'll be by then. That's going. That's like ten months away. I mean, they're not gonna lie to us, man. Oh no. So basically, she's saying she's gonna be at WrestleMania. So they're gonna pretty much have a ten-month plan of her, some way, somehow, basically, I guess, being the main event as far as the women titles concerned. I, like, come on. yeah, like when it, whenever they get the main event, she's definitely gonna be in the title picture. Ah, I'd rather for her just to be one of those. Triple H sort of cover face props or something. Damien says that the main roster is proud, and I'm assuming that he means women. Damien, that's why I think that we're going to go to split rosters with females, too. For that simple reason that you said, I think we have way too many uh, women not to have them on both shows. I don't think we have enough women, to be honest with you. We don't. Especially not enough good women. Like, outside of Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, maybe Natty. It's like, who else is there? And please don't mention Paige because she just. Uh, are you really going to sit here and say Paige can't wrestle? Or? Paige isn't as good as we thought she was. And it's ludicrous. That's ludicrous. She, was, she beat her mom up when she was 10 years old. Okay. I mean. What, what more do you want? She's been wrestling since she was seven years old, man. It ain't like she doesn't know how to do this. I mean, she knows how to do it, but she just doesn't know how to do it better than the other guy, the other women I named. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We have a Goldberg fan here, uh, Tyler Gordon. So, one of my buddies from high school, shout out to you, Tyler. Man, I know you love a Goldberg. You mentioned that every show possible. Yeah. yeah. What about Goldberg? Yeah, definitely. All right. I'm definitely down for WCW. Anything that dealing with WCW, I'm down for. And Damien agrees with you on page. Man, what's wrong? With you? <laughs> okay. So the main event, we're gonna go to Finn Balor and Samoa Joe in the cage. Did this match live up to your expectations? The demon is no longer undefeated. Actually, it did, because to be quite honest, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, this was probably one of the best cage matches I've seen ever. Oh, and before your last comment, T-Shot wanted you to know, Dan, are you freaking kidding me? Saying so you're already giving people headaches. So what about Paige? Nah, hey. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I definitely was shocked. That this thing match delivered up to expectations as well. I was not expecting the demon to uh, show up because I knew that Finn was going to lose. But the demon did, so there you go. The demon is not undefeated anymore. As far as Samoa Joe hitting that muscle buster, guys, uh, wow. That's that's, that scared me. Huh? I was scared. I didn't say it was the best ever, dude. It's not the best cage match I've ever seen, 
but it was definitely up there as far as psychology goes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of great, you know, cage matches though, but it was like Anthony said, the psychology of it was great. And like you was going to say about the muscle, uh, the finisher at the end, I was scared because instantly when he did that finisher at the end, I was thinking Tyson Kidd, he's about to end Finn Balor's career. <laughs> he's Tyson Kidd blasting his head. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, oh my gosh. He's about to do a shit and please don't die. I hope he didn't die. Yeah, yeah, we all need it. I was yeah. upset at the end that Cameron cut away and we didn't get to see Finn Balor uh, do his farewell to the crowd. So we all assumed that he is on his way to the main roster after Money in the Bank. After or before? It's going to be after, right? Uh, he's not going to be on his way. Okay. So quickly, all right, since we're talking about Money in the Bank. Yeah. So far, we got six guys that's going into Money in the Banks participating. Yes. Have they talked about anything about that seventh person, or they just supposed to, we're supposed to pretend like it never happened? They have supposedly taken the seventh man out. That was the first thing we heard. Then I have heard some rumors that if there is a seventh man, it would happen the day of, and that seventh man would mean the inner of words. Okay, I'm okay with that, but I hate the fact that they're supposed to make us believe that we didn't just see that there was supposed to be seven participants, and then obviously they're just going to surprise us as if we didn't know there was going to be a seventh person. I feel like they, they didn't know that if Bray was going to be cleared or not. Well, do you think Bray should be in um, the seventh guy? Well, I mean, if he was always going to be planned to be the seventh guy, then yeah. But I don't, even if he is, I don't think he's winning. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be cool to see Finn be that seventh guy. Why not? I guess it's not going to happen. It may not happen, but it will be nice to see it happen. All about people's name here is Kevin Lawson. Say what? You are all about people's name here is Kevin Lawson. What's up with that? Oh, I'm okay with that. Now, I, I noticed, but why? I mean, I'm okay with Finn Valley taking that loss. I mean, come on. If we have Bray participate in that money in the bank and he loses, it's like... What else do you do with Bray? Bray just keeps losing. Ah, you know, I don't want to talk about Bray Wyatt anymore because he just pisses me off. Well, he doesn't piss me off. Creative pisses me off about him. Well, we'll have to see how that goes when you get back. So, NXT, where do they go from here? Where do you want the fallout to go as far as take the people that are going up out of the equation and uh, give me the next couple of weeks here on NXT? All right, so you need, for me, I think Samoa Joe shifts you with Bobby Roode. Why not have former TNA wrestlers go at it? Uh, Austin Aries, why not face someone else? Maybe more so, someone on his, you know, of his size. I, I'm looking forward to maybe the American Alpha against the author of Pain. I want to see where that goes. And Asuka needs somebody else a few with. I mean, I'm tired of her and Bailey and this whole thing. They need to bring up some more women in NXT. She hurt one more person. They're going to need to get a liability sign. Like, where she cannot be held responsible. But it's okay, though, because it makes women wrestling interesting. Does it? Yeah. Why don't you ask her opponent how it feels? (laughs) 
I mean, why? they don't know who they are right now. I mean, it's gonna be great when she get calls up and she's gonna kill half the roster anyway. So. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's gonna be a great Demon Revolution. Let's just put everybody in the engine booth. Oh yeah! By the way, shout out to the commentators tonight. Like, this was like awesome commentating. I've, uh, I've been a big, big fan of Corey Graves and uh, uh, Tom Phillips and their chemistry together. It's worked out pretty well for me. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, when it comes to Michael Cole or JBL and Brian Saxon, it's like I tune them out. It's like I have my TV on mute, and I just don't care what they're saying because it's either they're going to try to sell me the app or the network or go on commercial break or whatever. Uh, they called, Tonight's commentator called this match really well. I was very impressed. He shot this. That Jericho is going to win money in the bank. I don't think that's happening. He's, he's not. He's not because he should have won against Roman Reigns, in my opinion, instead of AJ Styles, but whatever. Any word on Randy Orton? Uh, Jacob Randy Orton is going to be coming back supposedly after money in the bank. That should be fun. Yeah, it just cut off right there at the end, so we're right here at the end of the show anyway. Uh, let's see, the other question they had was, uh, she some other woman, but I'm, Eva Marie, he's gonna mean the next new gonna go up, so. Who? Eva Marie is the, the next new gonna be the When's she gonna get fired? I, I, I mean, whenever Kevin Dunn had a stroke, I would have seen him. Hire her, sir, so. Alright, so. Then, uh, Money in the Bank, and we got that coming up. Thanks for joining me here tonight. Uh, we'll go ahead and get this edited and put up here and have it sent out tomorrow morning. Until then, you can find uh, what you, what do you grade, uh, takeover though, before we go? Overall, I'm gonna give it a four. Wow, okay. Overall, I'll give it a three. Overall, wow, that's so low. I don't think that's kind of low. I mean, I would give it technically a, well, yeah, that is kind of low, because I would say on grading-wise, letter grade, I would give it a C+. Plus. C+. Plus. Well, on a letter grade, then I guess I have to give it a B+. Plus. So, that's how we're going to do it for tonight. Any final thoughts of what we're going here? Uh, no. I'm pretty good, too, man, as far as uh, I'm just going to see where the fallout comes up from here, so... And it can take over the end. That is the end of this, and we'll have to see what new beginnings lie in store. I want to thank everybody that participated with us tonight on Facebook Live. My phone is terrible, and right at the end, you know how I don't know if you have an iPhone or not, Dan, but you'll have an app open, and all of a sudden it'll take you back to the home screen out of nowhere. <laughs> That's what happens when I'm running Facebook Live, and right when that happens, your thing that cuts you off. So, I apologize that people missing the very end of the show, but you caught most of it. And for everybody else, thank you for listening on Maxwell Channel of Power Station FM. Catch us online at wrestlingradio.blogspot.com. Find all of our social media, Facebook, Google, Instagram. And check us out on iTunes, Stitcher. Give us a like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. I'm your host, Anthony Hammett, and for Dan Tater, we are Wrestling News Radio, the podcast from the IWC for the IWC. Oh, awesome.